The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Maud Schmelzer, and we hope you've been enjoying so far the series on ethical and responsible AI that we've started. This is now the second of many, I think 10, 11, 12, I think we have total episodes. So again, if you are new to AI Today, this is the first episode you're hearing, you should definitely subscribe to the AI Today podcast, go back and listen to some of the older ones. We had a great uh, series also on reasons why AI systems fail. Of course, lots of interviews with great notable experts and people who are practitioners who are doing what you're doing every day, which is trying to make AI work today. And that is the reason for this podcast. That's the reason why we exist, is to help those who are trying to make AI work today. And as mentioned, one of the things we have heard from you listeners is that you're really interested in the nuts and bolts of understanding not just kind of what AI is all about, but how do you really make AI work? And to that point, you know, as you may or may not know, we focus a lot on doing AI the right way and doing AI right. And on one side, that's about doing it the right way with methodology and process and not being random or using some silly approaches, whatever approach you've made up in your organization. It may be good, but there are best practices that are out there. Or And also, it is doing AI right in terms of being right with AI. And that's the ethical and responsible AI part. So this podcast uh, helps bring in some of that knowledge and education and training that comes from our CPMAI plus E, Ethical and Responsible AI Framework Development Certification. So I'll have Kathleen talk a little more about that, and we'll provide some insight into the uh, excerpt from that that we'll be providing to you today. So if you've listened to our podcast for any amount of time, you know that we are advocates of best practices methodologies for doing AI right, because we have seen a number of AI failures, and it doesn't need to be that way. So, you know, we we had a very successful podcast on AI failure series, and we went through, uh, you know, 10 or so main reasons why we see AI projects fail. So if you're interested, I encourage you to go and listen to those podcasts as well. But we wanted to spend some time going over, uh, you know, this ethical and responsible AI. And so we decided to come up with the whole series on it. If you're not familiar with CPMAI, because you know we are <laughs> advocates for best practices methodologies, in particular CPMAI, it stands for the Cognitive Project Management for AI. This is an individual level certification where you get to go through training at the end of the training and you pass all of your exercises, you get a certification, which lets employers and colleagues know and potential employers that you are uh, you know, certified and you know how to run AI projects the right way. So it's important to understand how to run AI projects, right? At a fundamental level, you want to make sure that you're, you know, not wasting a lot of company resources and time and money so that your projects don't fail and they succeed. But in addition to that, you need to make sure that you are running them ethically and responsibly as well, especially as AI systems get more involved in decision making. And that can have major impacts and major ramifications. And if you are not building your AI systems with an ethical and responsible AI mindset, you can get into a lot of trouble. So what we found was that, you know, a bunch of people that were CPMAI certified and different organizations that we work with came to us and said, 
you know, how can we really learn more about ethical and responsible AI? How can we get certified on this? And how can we move it forward both individually and at our organization? So we have added on the plus E, the ethics portion, to our CPMAI certification. So if you'd like to just get CPMAI certified, you absolutely can. But if you'd like to get the CPMA CPMAI plus E certification, that helps let people know that you have understood and gone through what's needed to you know, build an ethical and responsible AI. This is going to yeah, be- Yeah, this is more than just um, knowing how to do ethical and responsible AI, but it's knowing how to implement that for your organization. Kathleen, you're on a roll. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, because- you know, like Ron said, you want to make sure that you are implementing this. And so this gives you the tools that you need and, you know, the the training that you need and then the certification to really move forward. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sorry, I thought there was a pause going on there. We, we, we always have a little chemistry here today. We've been doing this now for what, five years, uh, 270 <laughs> plus episodes. It's been fantastic. We have never run out of things to say. I just want to say we have never run out of things to say at AI today. We've always interviewed great people, talked about these great projects, really focused on it. But we really saw our listenership grow when we started talking about uh, methodology and practice and doing things right. Because there's a ton of podcasts that will either tell you all the great things about AI. They'll never tell you the bad things. It's always sunny in the AI world, right? For those folks, right? Or they'll talk about research. Like, here's what's happening in this research. Here's what's happening in that research. Th these things are great. Or maybe they'll talk about like they'll focus on one particular issue and realize that you run out of episodes. When you're only talking about one issue. It's like you can only have so many episodes about how you're scared of AI before you're like, I guess we've pretty much covered it. So um, the reason why we've been going strong for so long is because of this area of doing things right and doing it the right way. So in today's uh, podcast, we pick up with the rest of our ethical and responsible AI training and certification. This is excerpts from our CPMEI training and certification, where we talk about two things. One, there isn't one thing called ethics and responsible AI. It turns out it's many levels. It's many different levels from the societal all the way down to the algorithmic, transparency and governance and responsibility. And there's lots of things to, to think about. So we talk about all those things to think about. And the second thing we, we say is, okay, well, if you want to actually do something about it, this is what the framework part is, not just talk about it and have, you know, lunch meetings or whatever, you know, <laughs> BYOB after hours. Sessions. If you want to actually want to do something about it and keep your company out of trouble, don't be arrested. Don't have your robots hurt someone. Like just happened this previous week, that robot uh, crushed that child's finger in uh, in Moscow uh, when they were doing that chess bot. Uh, they they said, well, we didn't anticipate uh, the bot doing that. It's like, well, if, you know, this is this is people who don't think it through, right? And not thinking it through and not putting into place safeguards will ensure that it's just an accident waiting to happen. And you don't want AI, your AI system, to be an accident waiting to happen. It's a really good way of thinking about what this framework is. How do you prevent it from being an accident waiting to happen? So in this one, as mentioned, we do the layers, and then we talk about the framework of what does it take to put it into place. And uh, we hope you enjoy it. And as mentioned, if you're interested in digging more, getting certified, not only on doing AI the right way, but getting certified to build these frameworks for your organization, definitely reach out. It is time and money well spent. So when we're thinking about all these things we've discussed over these past few topics here on ethical AI here in the first lesson, we've really covered a lot of ground. Uh, we've covered you know, all these ideas of 
bad people and bad machines and systems that are vulnerable and violating people's trusts and all that sort of stuff. And it makes it a little hard for us to try to wrap our arms around all of that and come up with some sort of tangible framework that keeps us out of trouble, that keeps our systems trustworthy, that keeps people having faith in what we do and providing value and the benefit that we want. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing any of this AI stuff if, if there wasn't any value to it. So you might think of ethical AI in general as right versus wrong, doing the right thing, as AI ethics being the set of values, principles, and techniques that employ these widely accepted standards of right and wrong to guide moral conduct. But the thing is, is that there really aren't widely accepted standards, and there's lots of things to think about. So one of the things that we do here to help us put our arms around this and to make this more practical, not a, just a thought exercise, we're all getting together and just conversating over this. We want to make this practical and keep you out of trouble and help you build actual tangible frameworks that do provide the detail necessary, that provide guidance for when you're actually building, running, and managing these AI systems. And we could generally think them as, okay, well, the things we're trying to avoid are like, you know, four major kinds of things we're trying to avoid. We're trying to avoid bad machines, you know, with it's, you know, whether the machines are doing bad things to us, causing harm, threatening our freedom or control or the environment. You know, we have that Skynet thing in mind, the machines taking over the world, right? We also think in general, okay, well, well, maybe the machines are okay, but maybe the people are bad, right? You know, so we think about the thing that bad people can do, you know, whether they violate our laws or our trust or our privacy or our lives or do bad things, put surveillance in place that we don't like, you know, or, or you know, take our data, steal our information, uh, cause us problems, right? Okay, that's the whole category of problems around that. We might think, okay, well, let's just say that we can think about the machine issues and the people issues. We still have problems. We have, you know, this idea of just being irresponsible, you know, lack of safety, trusting machines when they when they make mistakes, no accountability, machines making decisions with no humans in the loop, a lack of positive purpose, people putting AI in place to put, pay, put AI in place, not realizing that's causing all these problems, you know, somewhere else, or or disrupting our jobs or causing issues with, with workers, you know, making them revolt, you know? Um, and, and you might think, okay, well, let's just say we have good practices in place and we've dealt with the machines and the people, we still might have issues. We don't know what our systems are doing. We don't know where the data is happening. We we don't know. We, we don't provide disclosure over when we're using AI or, or consent to use it. We don't have any visibility into how the algorithms are actually behaving. And we have limited, uh, repeatable, consistent processes. So what we need is we need a framework. We need a structure by which we can deal with all these issues, not have analysis paralysis, or maybe pick and choose like, well, I'm going to solve this problem, but I'm not going to solve that problem. That won't work. We need a way to address all these problems in a rational order and in a rational way and in rational levels. And that introduces the ethical AI framework. So what we realized is that you know, this, these ethical AI concepts really fall on a spectrum. And you can't just say, okay, you know, this is ethical AI. It falls into that spectrum. So as we evaluated this, we said they fall into five major areas. We have ethical AI, which is more societal. And this is things that you should or shouldn't be doing. So think of this ethical AI more as guidelines. Then we have responsible AI. So this is where we want to be careful in the way that you choose to do things. Think about this as laws and regulations. So, you know, we're we're moving up the spectrum in our societal uh, area and a little more into systemic. And then we have this idea of transparent AI, 
where we want to provide visibility into how it's being done. So think about, you know, assessments, for example. Then we have governed AI. So this is really the practices and processes that you put in place. Think about auditing, measuring, regulating, security, you know, all of these different areas around governing and, you know, your artificial intelligence. And then the last part is this interpretable and explainable AI, where you want to understand the system behavior and make you know, black boxes less so. So we talk about black box technology, especially with, um, you know, neural nets. And so this, this now is really on that technical side. So these are the technical methods into what's being done. It's important to understand that this is a spectrum so that you can address all of these different areas for each of your projects and when you're building your framework. Because you may need to focus on some areas more than others, depending on what it is that you're actually creating. Yeah. And the one thing we have here, this provides a little structure by which we will present our ethical AI framework shortly. You could think of it as that we're going from levels of ethics that have to do with being a good citizen in society and not causing harm to the systemic things that we need to do as an organization to have greater trust and reliability and confidence and management of our AI systems down to the technical level, which is what do we actually do in our, in our systems as we build them and what sort of things can we put in place to provide more understandability and transparency in our systems. And so when we build a framework around all this, we can address all these concerns in a very practical way. And in a way that's also iterative, that as our projects change and as the organizations and laws and regulations and expectations change, so too can our framework and we can always stay ahead of it and not be behind. So that is a good way of understanding kind of the positioning and how we're going to use the comprehensive ethical and responsible AI framework. Exactly. And that's why we really wanted to present this as, you know, the layers of ethical and responsible AI. So you could get an understanding of, you know, how these, how these relate, how they're different. And so you can, you know, better understand the responsible AI framework and put a great one into place. So the key to putting ethical and responsible AI into place, an actual trustworthy AI that you can realize every day as part of your actual day-to-day -day, uh, activities around building and managing and running AI systems is you need some sort of framework that provides guidance to all levels of the organization from the decision makers and strategy folks who are putting AI into place and managing and governing them and the folks in charge of ESG and corporate risk and compliance, all those folks, all the way down to the individual data scientists and machine learning engineers and developers who are building these systems. They need something so that no one layer of the your own organization is doing something in opposition to another layer, building something at the lower levels that conflicts with your data privacy standards. So one of the ways that we put together this comprehensive ethical AI framework is we looked as an organization, Cognolytica, we examined over 60 different national organizational and corporate ethical AI frameworks that were put into place from organizations such as the OECD and the Department of Defense, JKI, to companies like Microsoft and Facebook and Google, to you know, other organizations, standards organizations, the uh, governmental organizations in the United Kingdom and EU and Australia and Asia. We looked at all of those. And we realized that, of course, they are not consistent. Some of them only address some of the issues we talked about earlier. Some address other issues. They don't use the same terminology. 
analogy to describe the same sort of thing. And they also mix a bunch of concepts together. On the one hand, they'll talk about do no harm, and then they'll talk about algorithmic explainability. And these things are very different because the person who's concerned about do no harm probably is not concerned about actually putting together systems with algorithms and explainability. And a lot of times the words that they use don't match. So they'll say, you know, uh, you know, happiness, or they'll say, you know, uh, you know, harmony, kind, right? Yeah, harmony, exactly. And we're like, what, what does that mean? You know, when you're actually building a system, right? So what we found is that there is no comprehensive ethical AI framework. There's no one framework that basically talks about all these things. And so we put one together. Exactly. And we thought that this was important because you, if you're creating a framework, need to have these terminologies and ideas and concepts that do match and are not a mix of a bunch of different things. So we have, you know, five main areas that we want to talk about when we are building a comprehensive ethical AI framework. The first is societal ethics. And so areas that this is going to focus on are human values, you know, fairness, dignity, respect diversity, avoid bias, keeping the human in control, ensuring freedom and human agency and, you know, AI for human benefit. And also in societal ethics is respect the environment, which we had talked about earlier. And it's important to make sure you're addressing, you know, that artificial intelligence won't uh, unintentionally or unnecessarily harm the environment. Then we have responsible AI. And so areas that we want to address here is a positive purpose. Make sure that it's law-abiding usage of AI. Don't intentionally or unintentionally be breaking and violating laws that are set up. Uh, this is also incredibly important if you're a multinational organization or you plan on using uh you know, different things, uh, your AI systems in different countries. And so make sure that you're uh, really following that, ensuring safety, trust. Uh, no lethal autonomous weapons, depending on what you're doing, that is incredibly important. You know, if you're thinking about uh, military applications and then also when you're when you're focusing on responsible AI, you should try to avoid workplace disruption. Now, we talked about how AI is not a job killer, but it's a job category killer. Basically, the point here is don't build AI systems to have mass replacement of humans. Try and avoid that, you know, large-scale workforce disruption. With systemic AI transparency, we are going to think about visibility into the data that's being used for AI, bias measurement and mitigation. We've talked about how, you know, it's really hard to have no bias in your data, but how, what can what can be put in place to measure this and mitigate it? Open systems and human decisions and also uh, providing disclosure and respect consent. So depending on what it is that you are building this for, think about all of these different factors. Then when we're looking at AI governance, we need to be thinking about things like risk assessment and mitigation. What external regulatory bodies and third-party certifications are we using? What training is going to be put in place? How are you going to be con you know, continuously monitoring systems? Who's going to be monitoring that? 
Are you going to have system audibility? All of these different things. And then lastly, we have our AI explainability and interpretability. So this comes into that technical side where we have algorithmic explainability and interpretability and root cause explanations. So uh, when we are looking at, you know, algorithms, how are we going to have them explainable? Or if we're not going to, then make sure that that's at least something that you're addressing and sharing why you're not. So all this together is compiled into a comprehensive ethical AI framework that we released in 2021, 2021, uh, under the Creative Commons, which is specifically allows people to take, use, and extend this framework for their own purposes. And that's what we have in mind. You really want to not just take an, a general framework and just say, we're just going to use this, because you have to actually customize it for your particular needs. Some of your applications, as Kathleen mentioned, you know, may be highly involved with data privacy and security and may be used in one particular region of the world where there's a lot of concern about that. Then you have another application that may be used for a very different usage in an autonomous system. You have a different set of concerns, maybe more, maybe less. Maybe you have applications that may have a military purpose, either intentionally or unintentionally. You may be building something that may not necessarily be intended for military use, but it could potentially be used. We have some examples of that. And do you, will you allow that? Will you have control over that? What if you don't have control over that? You know, how are you going to deal with that when your other customers may not uh, appreciate that? So you can think of a framework that we produce. This comprehensive framework is as is a set of all the questions that you should be asking for every single one of your projects, as well as your AI projects in general the rules that will apply to every single one of your projects. And those decisions that you make will guide how you run, manage, and build your AI systems and all the underlying data that supports those systems and all the systems that work together to make the, the AI system work. And this is the, what the framework is. And you use this framework to develop something that is more specific to your organization. You can call this your own framework, or perhaps you might call it a playbook. Because as it tells you, or a checklist, or a guide uh, that gives you the, the set of concerns and things that you will be looking at for every project. So perhaps every iteration of your CPMAI cycle, you know, at the beginning, when it comes to the business understanding phase, and at the end, at the operationalization phase, you could say, okay, what are the guidelines we need to make sure before we start our project that we comply with as part of the overall objectives of the organization? This is our playbook that we're going to use for this iteration. And at the end of the project, when you're operationalizing, you check the playbook and make sure, did we actually accomplish these things? Did we not violate any of these things? Do we have any of our data sitting on buckets that they should not be? Get rid of them. If they are to be misuse any 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 data we shouldn't have, but if somehow something leaked in, then we have to get out of it. You should have known that during your data understanding phase and phase two of CPMI. But you know we use these playbooks. They're not just uh, as mentioned. They don't just sit on the shelf. They don't sit on the wall. They're not just some abstract concept that makes you feel good that goes into a shareholder report. These are things that we use every day in every part of our organization that touches any part of our AI projects. And that's what makes these frameworks useful. And that's what makes the comprehensive ethical AI framework the most authoritative since it has every single possible concept. And we answer those questions for every project and for every all of our projects. So this framework really is the, the foundation, the comprehensive ethical AI framework is the foundation for your own ethical responsible AI framework or playbook. And as we go through these lessons and as part of the certification, you will learn how to build that framework and playbook for yourself or know how to use a framework or playbook that has been built by your organization. 
So hopefully you enjoyed that snippet from our CPMAI plus E ethics education and, you know, our training and certification. Now I want to, um, you know, be clear, this is just a snippet. So if you're interested in signing up for CPMAI plus E, absolutely do so. Um, It's going to be a lot more of this really digs deep into it, gives you what you need in order to be able to put ethical NAI into practice at your organization and become, you know, much uh, stronger at your role. So um, I just do want to point that out. So, you know, you absolutely, we encourage you, if you have not already done so, to subscribe to the AI Today podcast. We have a series. This is our Ethical and Responsible AI series. We have a number of additional podcasts coming up. So make sure to subscribe so that you can get notified of all those episodes. And it will definitely dig into many different areas that you need to focus. But the CPMAI plus E certification really gives you that comprehensive overview that you're looking for. And I will make sure to link to that in the show notes. You can sign up directly on our website. And I encourage you to do so. This is for folks that already are CPMAI certified. If you'd like to add this additional plus E certification, reach out. We'll help get you signed up. And also for folks that are not yet CPMAI certified, but just want to learn more. In this snippet, hopefully you've learned, you know, ethical and responsible AI, there's, you know, layers of it. And there's different areas that you need to be focusing on and thinking about and questions that you need to be addressing that you may not have originally thought of. And that's the whole point of the training and certification. It's supposed to get you thinking, understand what needs to be done, and then you can go ahead and execute that. So like I said, if you are interested in signing up, the link will be in the show notes. You can also go to our website as well to learn more. And we definitely encourage you to do that. And like I said, one more time, make sure to subscribe to AI Today so you can get notified of all of our upcoming episodes on this as well. We have some really great ones coming up. We also have a few additional interviews with thought leaders in the space that'll be sprinkled in. So definitely make sure to subscribe to check all that out. And with that, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica, all rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.